Hi everyone, this is Chris from Inside the Armour Publications. Like many of you, I've been watching the news over the past few days and have been appalled by the suffering and hardship inflicted on the people of Ukraine as they attempt to flee the war in their country. I decided to reach out to other companies and modellers in the hobby and to see if we couldn't do something to support the charities that are helping these people. The results of this is the book Models for Ukraine. The book features only models manufactured by Ukrainian manufacturers as built by modellers from all over the world who have gladly and freely given their time and work to support this charity effort. The full profits of the book will go directly to humanitarian aid. Our printer have given us an incredible discount at less than cost and all of those involved have given their work for free. The only thing that will be deducted from the price of the book is the transaction fees and a small cost of printing. Everything else will go directly to humanitarian charities to support people in Ukraine. If you'd like more information, please go to www.insidethearmor.com. It will be sold there and in other sources as I talk to them, uh, make arrangements for them to sell the book as well. Please do buy the book or alternatively, please do find a charity such as Red Cross, Disasters Emergency Committee or others to do what you can to support women, children and civilians fleeing this awful war. Thank you. Please leave your message for... Oh, we're totally going to bleep the shit out of that. Julio! What the hell are you doing? You're supposed to come record this fucking episode. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the start of the roll. There we go. You know what, honestly, and that, like, is it going to be a weird soft start for us to get Pabs to edit this into being the welcome to episode 21 of the Built Sideways podcast. Uh, slightly different form up this evening because uh, it's a slightly different setup. Life is different. and Things change all the time. Uh, we appreciate you guys being with us and we appreciate being here. Tonight, I've got myself, obviously, hosting a rambling host seat. Uh... I'm I'm strapped in, thank God. Otherwise, I'd fall out. Uh, with me is Kyle Harris, coolest gumpel builder. And, Hello, and our good friend and friend of the community, Julio Ponte. <laughs> Ain't nobody friend. <laughs> nobody DM he's, me. He's like, fuck you and yours. <laughs> no, we're running. We're running a slight, a slightly light this evening because uh, our good friend Chris Pabs is doing double duty, Daddy Man. Enter a new world of fatherhood. Indeed. That's Yay. incredible. Field to go work. Super exciting. Yeah, congrats. congrats. Yes, and I think that there's a probably a rabble rousing cry from pubs across the nation as everyone raises pints in the air <laughs> in salutation for the coming of your fine child. Just in the UK. They knew a new a new prince is born. Don't pin that on him. <laughs> That's not fair. It's see, not fair. see back to ego episode. <laughs> Oy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So uh, um yeah, um, so uh what are we we were talking to the seat you know, Julio and I just went to fucking Mosquito Con. Mesquites. Yeah. 
Yeah, in New, northern New Jersey, out in Wayne, New Jersey, at the police athletic, 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 athletically that the PAL in Wayne, New Jersey, which is held every year. It is actually it is technically I think it is the largest table show of models Ooh. in all of New Jersey. Oh, wow. Nice. New Jersey's pretty big. How big of a competition is that, though? I mean, is there a lot of other events? There, well, that's the thing. Like, how many other events? There are some events, and there are showings. There are uh, air shows and stuff like that. Um, I'm new. I'm new to the Jersey, so I'm just kind of like getting my feet wet, as it were. Oh, what's but, this? Uh, oh, hey, look at that over there. Yeah. So, but um, you know, for the things that I've seen, honestly, it's it's rare. It's hard here in certain parts of america to find uh shows there are a couple of cool uh modeling clubs that are around but they can be a stretch to get to mm. um i think i'm in quote unquote central jersey if you want to call it a thing i live right on the shore um but uh like yeah it takes me you know a solid hour hour and a half to get up to this event and some of the modeling clubs that are available are there or farther north so, you know, if you're going to go and drive after a day of work, drive an hour and a half, one direction to go to a modeling event with some some bros or whatever, which is cool. But then to have to turn around and, and drive back down and go to work again the next day is it's a bit daunting. You know, it's a little so bit daunting. That, that actually brings up a point. So um, for those who don't know, Mosquito Con is an IPMS event, International mm-hmm. Plastic Modeler Society. Um, and I'm actually going to be going to an IPMS event uh, in Northern Indianapolis, Indiana. And I had that same thought, Brian, where I was like, you know, it's crazy considering how prevalent scale modeling is in American society. And yet how hard it is to find a local group or a local event near you. You think this place would be just covered with groups, or especially like major cities like Chicago and New York and all that. And just sure. in the surrounding areas that it should be surrounded with 10 20 groups that you could have your pick of the litter with that's not the case at all it's quite scarce yeah, yeah no lie when i because I, yeah. I lived in brooklyn prior to living here in new jersey i lived in brooklyn for 16 years and mm. i don't think julio having lived there his entire life can back me up on this one but it is it is tough you there they don't exist as much as you yeah. would think you would think that like in, in here is my naivete moving into the city of you know, when I moved to Brooklyn, you know, thinking mm. of being in New York, like, oh, I'm going to have like, you know, what's the biggest city in the world, the city that never sleeps. I'm going to have all these opportunities. I'm going to be able to find anything I need, anything I want. Like, you mm. know, I'm a creative, I'm an artist, I'm a builder. I've always done that kind of thing. And like, I've always relied on resources and shopping at like all hours of the day. Like, that's why I hate to fucking say it, but I used to shop at Walmart's like 24 hours a day because they were available 24 hours a day. So you could go and buy a general amount of shit if you needed it for doing simple, creative stuff. Like if I need to go and buy like jute and caulk and uh, like a new pair of shorts, because I fucked up the last ones, (laughs) I could do it at three in the morning and it's fine. Right. But like coming into, into the city and and wanting to do certain things like that, like, Oh, I want to go and buy like these certain like levels of like paint and this stuff. And I need to get new canvas and like, you know, there's other things like that. And it's just like, Mm. well, you can't just go and get that stuff here. You have to like, like make a requisition and then like get that to come in and then buy that. And it's like, I'm at the fucking PX and I'm not even in the military. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. We don't have to go online to buy like, 
what the fuck is this store for? Like, why is this <laughs> one hidden? Yeah, why am I even here? Sell? What's the point? No, and he, yeah, and then that's, you know, and it's, it is shocking how there is, it, it is so little. And so maybe this is like, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's a thing where, so I, I don't speak with a ton of um, modelers that have been around for a while, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and I do a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, I'd like to more, but um, I don't know if it's a thing where, it was more prevalent in the past, like when I was started doing my shit in like the late eighties yeah. or, you know, mid mid to late eighties when I started building models and then that jazz, like if it was uh, more prevalent back then, or if it was, has always kind of been this, this way, yeah. I don't really, I, I don't know. I wish I knew, I wish I knew more about it. If anybody out there that's listening right now has any commentary on this and has anything to interject on this specific topic right now, please comment to us, please hit me up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Blow up my inbox. Curious notion. So we have the internet available to us, which means information is at our fingertips. While back in the day, you had like yellow pages and maybe some post-it notes stuck to a a leaderboard. But really, for people to find out things existed, you didn't have a directory like we do now, really available. So I am there was like a flyer at a hobby shop, maybe. Yeah, something like that. But so here's the thing: a lot of these chapters as they call it because ipms is an international group so they have different chapters for different regions and stuff it's multi-tiered um they actually have people that run they have a president vice presidency treasurer in some cases um so these are organizations that are actually require manpower and time if we had multiple groups in one area that's a lot of people having to do a lot of work if you think about it so maybe it's always been this way because you think if you have like 20 groups in an area that's 20 different presidents, it's 20 different chapters, 20 different organizations that have to I maintain so. manpower and time. Well, if you have one, it's a little easier to consolidate it. I guess I'm it. speaking more broadly than just the IPMS branded. True, true, yeah. What F you. I know, I've been or thinking amps about that. Or anything, because AMPS is another, like, it's more international, but AMPS is mm. a, another modeling uh, organization. They run competitions and do all that jazz. But I'm thinking more like, even just like, you know, community groups local groups yeah that's true yeah because you had different like build groups uh facebook groups that kind of meet in person things like that right i mean i was i was uh, that's where i was heading towards before the whole pandemic thing was going down was i was starting to like try to form some things in new york where it was like especially for like less i mean no offense to the kids like no offense to the fucking kids but fuck the kids. <laughs> no, no, man. No, I'm fucking. I'm a grown fucking individual. I swear I like to drink and I like to talk shit. And I want to be able to do that. So I was trying to set up, and I think I was talking with you about this, Julio. You and Rebalto. I was like, we're gonna get together in the in Manhattan, like middle ground. Manny's gonna come to whatever. I've been talking to Manny about just going and drinking and building models for because fucking some stuff with uh, four years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, uh, other other Julio was doing that stuff with. Uh, yeah, um, exactly. He's actually in talks to start doing it up again. Hopefully, again, we get it going. Beautiful. Yeah. That is fucking great, and that is and that is necessary. Those things are fucking necessary. Like, mm-hmm. it sucks to not have that available to you when you're like when you when you're when you're like passionate and you need you need that you know like even my wife needed that too she recently just found an amazing group of writers uh because she's a writer and creative and and they're fabulous and i I think this is absolutely fucking wonderful because 
like we have our little group of friends and then like we're you know we've got a larger tertiary groups of friends and stuff but like like you need that like group that you can talk to like contemporaries regardless you know like we all talk Mm -hmm. to different modelers we all talk to different friends and stuff and like yeah we have our little podcast group and our little like whatever like live stream group shit but like you know you need those groups you gotta have the intersecting circles to like well it's not even uh you need the groups you need to interact in person with those groups Mm -hmm. because i mean let's let's say let's let's talk like not just in socializing but in skill-based information education you can have a dude tell you how to do something via a webcam or you can have a dude tell you how to do it in person and literally stand over your shoulders giving you all the uh, the germs and and <laughs> point out some of the like the faults that you have going on like, all right here's how you describe a line cool then you do it well the guy's not visually seeing you do it maybe he is if you're on like a like teams meeting or some shit or like a discord mm-hmm. chat but that's not the same feel as seeing it in person and getting that you know, visual perspective and seeing, okay, no, no, you're off the line. Maybe some yeah. more pressure here, things of that nature. And it's just the whole human interaction. That's one of the core me- mechanics that we have as manual mammals that we need to have like that human interaction. We can't just be hermits. I'm a manimal. I'm a manimal. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a manimal. Yeah. See? Last time I I'm checked, my, my I was in the shower. And I, I, Earlier I, today, I put my manimal pretty clothes much sure. on. I'm an altered beast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was gonna say something we quickly forgot. I face probably you. a lie. Probably. That's what my no, dad tells it was, me. No, that's the thing about Tulio is that, that shit is always the deadest truth. And yes, yeah, yeah. He, he, he likes tell me that he gives a wink and a nod and does a little jig, and you're like, oh, he was joking, but no, he was telling me the truth. Yeah, gotcha, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'd always be like, Dad, I forgot I was gonna tell you. He's like, it was probably a lie. Like, you feel nice how do you feel about your son? <laughs> how do you feel about MosquitoCon, Julio? Uh, I had a great time. <clears throat> there were definitely like over 200 models there. Like, a definitely. Lot. Time. Yeah, it, was it was great. Fantastic. Not as much as a, a turnout as uh, the previous year with Gundam models, but everything on the table looked really, really nice, man. That being the well, last year's MosquitoCon was in August, and this year's yeah. MosquitoCon was in April. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like, oh, shit. That got, yeah, they weren't like, ready for it. Yeah, it was kind of the end of August and then the beginning of April. So it was real short on lead time. I was yeah, just yeah. lucky enough to have been working on a bunch of models in the intro. Right up. Yeah, there was some good stuff yeah. on the table. If man. you're not keeping an eye on those event changes, it, it can sneak up. Like, I didn't even know the event was coming this week. And I was just like, oh, let's see what's going on for IPMS because you guys went to MosquitoCon. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I have more free time now. Maybe I should start seeing what dates don't align with my military dates and kind of go to some events. It's like, oh, hey, there's one in Indianapolis. Let me see if it's okay with me leaving the house for a day. And I am not prepared. I have no like builds that I'm currently working on that I want to throw on the table. So I'm just going to take some old stuff. I had to suggest for attending something like a mosquito or like an IPMS event that Mm -hmm. you research on the website, the different categories that are available. And you also download and or print off a PDF style print off the uh, registration forms and then fill yeah. them out and complete before you get there because it will save you a bunch of time. Mm. And those that can matter because, I mean, it can it can take you a little bit of time at the door to try and get into the event space with your with your your shit. Like I showed up, um, the doors open, the doors open quote unquote, at nine am i showed up at a quarter to or around a quarter to nine the parking lot was almost full 
and yeah. I stood outside <laughs> before I walked in. It took me about an hour, uh, roughly, I think, to get in, maybe less, maybe 45 minutes to get in and get my stuff in place and set stuff up and then like start to get around. Um, oh, but they, like, they you have know, cutoffs too. If you don't have your model, oh, yeah, no, no, but before I, noon, yeah. you're. Yeah, yeah, which is legit, you know, and let's just manage your time. Make sure that you're not showing up super late. And there was a gentleman that showed up mad late, like right, Julio? Yeah, we were outside. He he just showed up like 1230. Right, and we were just chilling outside. Well, it wasn't even 1230. It was 1130. Yeah, they closed at noon. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. right. Yeah, and he was like, are we still available? And I was like, uh, check the watch. I'm like, yeah, bro. It was like, yeah, he looked at us. (laughs) He was like, yeah, those assholes are modelers. (laughs) Like... He like, knew. Sucks to suck, bro. We're sitting outside of that like beautifully blushed uh roadrunner or whatever it was, Pontiac oh, or whatever that was. Yeah, dude. That shit was gorgeous. Oh yeah, the one with the patine, the patina yeah, on it. Mad yeah. patina. Wild degradation, just layers of paint, just gorgeous. It's just oh ooh, that's what I love about the seasonal change. All the classic cars are back on the road. It's like, ooh, mm-hmm. yes. It's true. Year. You get a lot of those out in the Midwest. And that's one thing I loved growing up in Iowa was that uh, you get the the hot rods. And then actually a guy down the block from where I, my parents live had a, a separate lot with a three or four car garage in it where he just like rebuilt hot rods. So wow. you know, there was Mustangs and like Camaros and nice, nice, nice vehicles around uh, just tooling around. Cool shit. Well, that's good shit. I, well, I got the bugs um, on the fence of whether I want to sell it or not. But I think now I'm just like, you know what? It's no harm keeping it in the garage and just waiting until Scott gets older. Bug? Maybe we'll make it a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 1973 VW bug. How did I not know you had a bug? Did you not see me? I bought this bug? And you yeah. weren't like, oh, I have the bug. Because I've talked bug. about it in the past. I'm not trying to be a douchebag, Brian. Like, I'd hey, be uh, a douchebag for the love weeks, of... But uh, I have a VW bug. For the love bug. of all that is modeling. Be I'm already a, a vegan. I don't need to keep beating you guys <laughs> up about senseless shit. <laughs> hey, by the way, I haven't said uh, how much of a vegan I am in like 20 podcast episodes. So <laughs> I got a tattooed on your arm. You know, They don't see it, though. It doesn't count. I really got to force it out there. Really, really get that on the board. And I like the way you have it too, because it looks like Mad Gang affiliated. <laughs> well, well, La grasa, bro. All about the greens. My gang. That was my gang. Like <laughs> banana ban- bandanas with bananas on it and shit. And yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me do my button so I'm like yeah. a chulo. We're like, yeah, wear the wide check, wide the wide check flannel with the top button button only. Mm-hmm. And this, like the the beater like I'm wearing right now. <laughs> so, oh, you, you like that tofu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you can, like tofu? get the, the tattoo like this, but it's really just a banana, like my, yeah. like my dragon claw on my chest there. <laughs> you got like a cornucopia on your neck. How do you smell <laughs> banana with your fingers like the bloods do? <laughs> How do you do the banana with your fingers? <laughs> this is my gang sign right here in the whole surfer boy Ozzy Ozzy thing. And it's some next level contortioning. I want to see that. Oh man, that's fan art right there. Fingers all cargled up. Banana. 
<laughs> banana. Wait, so we have like separate vegan shit, gangs. You got the people that are the fat kid vegan gang, and they're against the health food vegan gang. Oh, you guys got a shake. We're gonna kick your ass. Oh, you eat is impossible fat. nuggets, B. Yeah. The, the fat kid vegan. Yeah, so you got the kids at fucking Oreo Club. You know, oh, oh yeah, Oreos vegan. Then you got the health food smoothie fucks. So like, nah, B. You don't. You need your nutrients. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> a little turf war over like oh a, a thing of fruits, a fruit stand. There's a turf war over a fruit stand and shit. Did I did I tell you guys about Young Gravy and Baby No Money's Whole Foods song? No, Kyle, you should listen to it. You'll love it. Okay, it's I'll it's add funny. That to the watch list. It's, a, it's so good. Yes, add that to the watch list. Oh my god. <laughs> Whole Wait, you say you're vegan? Damn, why you think? <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, so um, I'm a 1973 VW Bug that I've actually heavily upgraded. So it used to be a 1600cc motor, which is stock for the motor, carbon. It's a not carbon carbureted motor. It is now an electronically fuel injected 1776. Oh. So it's been bored out with a turbo on it. Is it still the same flat style motor? Oh yeah, it's it... still a still a um, what do they call it? Ooh, the way the uh, the heads are on it. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's just, it's the same setup. The only thing is, it's been bored out, so it's got a lot of larger cylinder head. Sure. Uh, a different crank, so it's a eight to one ratio or compression. I figured I want that low end torque, but then the turbo's gonna come in for the top end. And it weighs less than 800 pounds, so it's a fucking death trap. Holy <laughs> Christ. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing, Kyle. 130 horsepower to the oh, fucking wheel. And it's it Scarlett's first car. <laughs> <laughs> I love hey, it. I mean, I'll buy her a big old spoiler for a 16th birthday. <laughs> uh, part of the work is putting in a roll cage in there. That's going to be part yeah. of it before we get it real worthy. Yeah, no, yeah for sure. For roll sure. cage, dude. Get that, oh, like, no, on her ass. Yeah, get yourself a nice, uh, get yourself a nice Lincoln Tig and uh, teach her Tig welding, and then get her to build that roll cage with you. you yeah, know? so I would love to do that. I just need to learn how to Tig weld myself. <laughs> well, that's easy. Weld, I mean, I thought it was yeah. easy, but it's like putting two styrings together. Yeah, yeah. No, a, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. A lot hot. of it is fit. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. I guess I have a whole life of yeah. fabrication behind me, so that's probably well, yeah. That's because so with MIG, you just you set your your amperage and you set your feed and it's pretty straightforward with with taking it's a lot more amperage involved and then you control the feed by yourself and then some it cases depends, you yeah. use you add stick to mm-hmm. it other times you just you know stitching them yeah. all together just a yeah, lot it's of all about puddle control <laughs> yeah it's all about yeah. puddle control and fit so like if you um if your fit on your parts is good enough then mm-hmm. you're it's easier to control your puddle but also like it depends on your like level of skill as well as the tool you're using if you're trying to do some yeah. big stuff you're gonna need like a water cooled tig we used to weld i used to weld like three quarter half inch aluminum stuff or whatever art and all this crazy shit so yeah crazy stuff so we had like gigantic nascar like tig welder which was Mm. beautiful and wonderful um but we've i've also used like the tiny little like porta porta lincoln you know with the little Mm. to do like fine stuff on site like welding handrails and doing brass stuff you know so yeah that's crazy yeah because tig welding is uh quite finicky you have to have like perfect conditions perfect you know bare metal perfect gas yes and so no. and if you, you need the right gas pain, you know but yeah yeah you either need like That's pure if you're doing like like high high end stuff you need pure mm. if you're doing like low end stuff you need like stargon or mix you know or you can just get away yeah. with running stargon all the time which is like an argon 
mixture, uh, which yes. like makes really brilliant welds. Mm. Um, but like, ultimately, it's like knowing your material and then like being familiar with your tooling too. So mm. like being familiar with the style of torch that you're using, and then like yeah. making sure that you're using the right weight of tungsten, and then making sure that your shit is clean. Mm. You know, so it isn't yeah. as, as finicky as some people might like try it. and like. Yeah, it's like but the buy-in too is pretty high. Like for a, a welder that would barely use, I mean, I currently have a MIG welder already, so I, I have what I need to to do the job. Right, mind you, I'm not welding up stainless steel or stuff like that. But no, yeah, yeah I'm you don't need water welder. You can do aluminum, yeah. but yeah, you can yeah. do regular. Yes. Yeah. So we have a bug, and uh, eventually, if I don't <laughs> sell it, it'll, it'll be her first car. <laughs> whole welding segue no i'm yeah. totally i'm in the market for a tig welder i'm really thinking about it man so like this is like very exciting to me to talk I had about the money it. it would be in my garage it has always been a tool i've wanted to get my hands on mm-hmm. i don't nice have deep. a couple thousand just floating around where i can just like no that's true no use. you're you're not Sell lying your backlog i actually <laughs> been thinking about hell selling no it <laughs> so as you guys know i reorganized my office it's gorgeous the uh thank you the problem though is what to do with all these fucking kits <laughs> i got built. everything else tools the workplace i got all that shit together but then, built or unbuilt unbuilt ah that's the problem like big boxes they're not very you know space savvy and you know i've i've made it work but boys it's still a bunch very much an eyesore and it's gotten me to the point where you know i went through that phase where i was buying a bunch of kits due to like fomo and opportunity and all that Sure. And because I had the idea of doing projects that now have either moved on from wanting to do those projects because, you know, I've, my technique and skill have grown and I don't want to, oh, I don't care about painting. I can paint a hundred fucking kits. I don't care. That's not, it's no longer a checklist item for me to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Now I want to customize and make unique kits and stuff like that and so forth. Kit bash. Right. So a lot of the kits I bought with the intent to just to paint them out of the box, they no longer serve that purpose and they may not have parts right. that I need per se. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of weighing the option, like, should I sell them, you know, or should I keep them? Because you never know what happens. Oh, especially in no. this market, some of these kits true, are very hard true. to find now. They're not like you know gold mine kits, but if I were to sell them and change my mind, I'm not going to be able to get it back so easily. No, you're absolutely right. I actually sent off, um, I sent off the kit uh, and extra to mm-hmm. Chris Collins, who uh, won the raffle on my 100th episode of my workbench in uh, 2020. Yeah, uh, I finally sent him his prize because oh my god, life sucks and to kick you straight. Yeah, you've been busy. There's a lot going no, on. No, but I, I, so I thought that I did well, and then my dyslexic, dyslexic ass writing down or typing in his address, I mm-hmm. typed in the numbers wrong on his apartment. Ooh. But luckily, there is no XXX number apartment in his complex, so hopefully the kids get to him. Regardless, I sent the man a healthy dollar sign worth of kits in today's market but whatever i paid i paid market value yeah. for them when they were not that so i don't fucking care and obviously i didn't care anyway we're not holding on the kids to get the profit when the time comes like, yeah yeah i guess the long story short is for me kyle is that i have uh like 14 cases of model kits like 14 big boxes of model kits in deep storage in us in a storage facility yeah you're paying to keep those there and have them just sit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I have, yep. I have a room that I don't have to pay any more than what I pay for my mortgage, but, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely, so, I mean, what are your guys thoughts about getting rid of a backlog item 
with the hopes of maybe using it in the future or not using it in the future. I know this wasn't a topic we had originally. <sighs> That's picked, rough. I feel like this is a good opportunity. Like it's like giving rid of a child. You really have to put thought into it, right? Even though it's a kit, you probably will never build. You're like, I don't want to fuck. I bought this. You still you kind of question it, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, this is a great topic, Kyle. Yeah. I got a, um, a poly ball kit mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the polypod ball. Bandai, right? Legs and shit. No, not the P Bandai one, the, the regular one. Oh, the it's MG like ball? Verka, the Verka yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I should probably sell this thing. Give it to me. Right? <laughs> Just give it to me. I know. Oh, I could use it. It has good parts. I know. Every time I, I used to have it at the house, and I agree with you, Julio. Every time I looked at it, I'll be like, I pull it out and I'll, I'll take the top off the box and I look at all the runners and I look at the instructions. And then I put the runners back in the box and I put the instructions back in the box and I set the box back over on the shelf. Yeah. And it's not for it lacking being a beautiful kit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good kit. You know what I'm saying? Truth, yeah. Super yeah. I guess I guess the uh, the investment on it is maybe not worth what you really want to get out of it for that particular no, kit. No, but it is if you if you're into Gee. it. It's not yeah, well it wasn't, I don't know if it probably is now, but it wasn't super expensive. And it's a great, it's a great fucking model, uh-huh. right? It has all the detail you could ever want, especially for the era, for like the time. Like mm. now, obviously, yes, there's going to be detail, but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in my backlog I'm thinking about selling. So I've got the unicorn. And once you build one or you build a banshee or you build a phoenix, you build all the fucking things. You're and good. somehow I have an MG unicorn. I'm just like, why the fuck do I have this? And I didn't know that when I bought it, that it's the same exact frame, just a different color, regardless of which version you get. And now I have it. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to put this in the market because I don't want to build another one of fucking unicorn. Like, this, no, it's that's, nothing new. It's not a that, lot of, dude, I can customize any of the other ones already built off the shelf. Just, I agree with you. Yeah. I think you should. <laughs> well, it's, don't, I have a separate pile. It's got an RG unicorn, an MG unicorn. An RG, um, what's the pirate fucking dude? Cross, uh, crossbone, yeah, crossbone, yeah. And then there's um, a Char RG Char Zaku, and that's again you build a Zaku RG Zaku. Regardless of color, they're about the same. And I have the green one I already built some years ago, right. so right. I really like. There's ones that are easy, yeah, sell. But then there's the ones where you're like, hmm, I don't like. Know I have I a healthy Master Grade Zaku collection because I mm-hmm. like. Zaku's, they are like they're like kind of like my one. See of my the master grades. grade, I can see the RGs. That's the thing. I collect master grades. I don't collect those yeah. real grades. I have some. I have one. A few. I've gotten them for gifts. And I've. That's it. That's how I acquired <laughs> the RG unicorn. It was from a Secret Santa, and I'm just like, yeah, I no, got so great. Much no, and I have one. I have that uh, perfectibility, the blue lightning Ooh. bullshit one, like crazy. I got it from fucking Bandai because. The one that's doing like the crystal shit stuff. Or it's just blue and white. It's blue and white. The blue and white one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectibility. Not the uh the green uh like lightning shard one, but like the Ooh. blue and white one. <laughs> the lightning shards. Yeah. I don't know. Unicorn. Yeah, it's got that sale. lightning shard. Whew. Too many too many sauces at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, <laughs> so what do you do about the ones that you're on the fence about though? Uh, I hold on to them in posterity and will die with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a piece. No, man. And it's weird. Like, 
it's a it's a hard thing to get rid of not not mean mm. quote unquote get rid of but to give away or mm. decide to sell these things right i uh so, i got a pg sharizaku i'm like mm-hmm. yeah first perfect read i'm definitely gonna build this still haven't built it i built the double o pg double o riser I'm like, oh, so this is a perfect grade. I'm probably never going to build that Sharzaku, dude. Oh, but you're going to sell that to me. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'll buy that for me. resin kit. That's like, it's always uh, the oh, shelf yeah. of resin kits. Actually, yeah. I had the, the PG um, RX-78. I bought for a birthday gift for myself because I didn't have anything else I wanted. And I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll spend 100 bucks on a PG. I actually ended up selling 90% of the frame parts to a buddy of mine for his studio, um, the ground command um gm oh, yeah. that well, one studio? studio yeah the g no not g studio it's sh where's pavs pavs yeah <laughs> <Resident> <laughs> guy. um sh whatever sh is for but yeah i ended up selling the parts so now i just have remaining parts and i'm like well i can use them for a fucking kid bash or something but it, oh, it never yeah. got built i just ended up selling it to somebody else to <laughs> use for their benefit but i can't get rid of zaku i i, I yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Sharzaku, maybe. I don't know. It's up there. You can stay up there. Piece of shit. So <laughs> I, I have a lot of. That's good. That's the idea. Like, keep that idea. Hold on yeah. to it and follow through with it. <laughs> you know? Mm, like, a, I have a lot of kits. Hard. You know? <laughs> like, not going to lie. I have like a lot, a lot of kits. And, uh, and I have ideas for a lot of them, but mm. some of them. I honestly hold for, in a way, in posterity second. Like, I have all of the uh, Gundam F91 kits from uh, 1989 to 1991. Those old uh, 144 scale ones? They're 100 scale. They're 100 no grade scale. No grades? Right. Yeah. And I built, I, I have a whole like custom build that I'm doing because I really actually really enjoyed that IP. It was one of the things that initially brought me into anime uh, when I was Mm. a young child and uh it stuck with me and i didn't even realize what i was watching when i was watching so um it doesn't feel like like a gundam series does it it's not you know (laughs) maybe that's why it like resonated with me so much um and then like just the mobile design is fun and i was able to like acquire the kids through ebay and stuff back when Mm -hmm. i got into this era of the scale modeling hobby in like you know 2017 or whatever um but yeah, so like I have those things I will not, I won't I'm not gonna part with those because of their other like connections. It's sentimental different... value, yeah. It's not yeah, just about like, building the kid. And then There's more to ideally it, yeah. someday I'll have I, mean, I have I have like a house now where I live with my wife, which you know, we're mm. you no know, we have we're working on 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 making like a, the place that we want to live. But I don't know that I'll ever have the opportunity to, but I would love the opportunity to display all of those kids in box, like, you know, new in box yeah. as it was, plus the, the other B club stuff, plus the other like cool F91 shit that I've gathered and acquired mm. throughout the years. Like, cause that is really just like been hype for me. So like, that's my um, own that's it's, good. It's different. That is yeah. different than like, no, that makes my sense. Building, yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Julio, what's some of the ones you may want to get rid of, but you just cannot justify getting rid of them? I you know you probably should. (laughs) I got a, when the MG Barbados came out, I got two of them. (laughs) I actually won a third. I was like, man. Whoa, a third? Yeah. That is a thing. That's a sign. (laughs) No, I'm glad you gave it to Manny. That's good, though. But. Mm. 
Yeah, that's a lot of barbitosis. Uh, <laughs> I got some RGs I should maybe get rid of. Uh, I want to build them all. Is it is it uh is a is a grouping of barbatos barbatois? Barbatai. 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 Oh, thank you. It's like just want to clarify. Barbatis. Barbatos. Uh fuck man. I know I'm not ever getting rid of this Ananju Stein. Like I'm gonna build it. I don't know. I don't know if you can no. find them right now, but you can't can. get rid of it. But if you, yeah. if you the OVA? Good, I will, I am owed <laughs> in Sinanju sign right now. And right I am, up. I'm actually under the, I am earthquakes <laughs> under the fucking surface, livid with the fucking situation. Ryan, fuck I know up. how many you have. Cause I contributed to that number. I know Kyle. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I have almost equal amounts. I have, I have the, uh, the one they made for the narrative, and then the Verka. And I, I made it a point to buy two because I get I gave you one for Christmas. I was like, I'm gonna go back and buy myself the other ones so I can Exactly. <laughs> the only reason I have the narrative is because of you, Kyle. I'm supposed to have another Verka, but that was no, no, I, I bought you the Verka. No, you gave me the No, you did? Oh, and I yeah, bought myself the, the narrative. narrative. You got, yeah. Yep. That's right. And yeah. what did I do? Oh fuck! I built your verka. That's what I did, and I kept yes. the narrative. You and already I used extra built. parts from it, right? Yep. And I kept it. No, and I have another. I know I have another yep. another one, one you're building. building. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what it's yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> no one's counting. Huh? I, I have no. a pre-built one that I bought from a buddy. He had like a bunch of ones, and that was part uh-huh. of the collection. I paid twenty-five bucks, so I got oh, a fucking what a steal! Um, silver suppressor. I've got the Sanandu Stein MG and a couple other like HGs. And I'm trying to think what was another notable kit that I picked out of that. That was like, bro, these alone are worth like 60 bucks built. And I got all these other parts and stuff for just the shipping, the cost of shipping. I was like, hey, that is I love stellar. Really just give up their stuff. They're not trying to make a profit off of this shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, man. And I've been favorite. honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about selling some of my builds because I need space now. So I've got yeah. like space. So that's I've been thinking I'm about saying. selling Leo's my stuff. Well, like, what am I going to sell? Like, what am I going to sell my shit for? Like, I'm gonna sell, I might sell the Mirage. Like, what am I going to sell that for? I don't know. Maybe what I bought the kit for? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, because so, I, mean, I really genuinely work. enjoyed the build on it. And I, yeah. I loved it. And I don't care about the rest. So I don't, I'm not that's, trying to make a profit question. on it. That's an important question. Just, you know, what do you sell that shit something, for? Yeah. So when you're selling something that you, you built out of pleasure and you're not just trying to, like, flip it and get money off of it. Like what is a justified cost to sell it for face value what someone's pay for or do you sell it for more because you put in time effort and you're kind of do that extra cost and it is art art is unique art is justified in higher cost well um it's weird because like commissions and commission work especially mm-hmm. for custom stuff is, is is a high dollar sort of situation when you're you're working for someone else's ends you know mm-hmm. specifically trying to achieve a goal for a client and I have a lot of experience doing that through the custom metalworking industry I used mm. to participate in. But when it comes to to scale modeling in that, like from my end, where if I'm mm. trying to sell something that I have already built from my own ends, from my design, my my design what, mm. to get what I wanted to get out of it, if I'm trying to sell that after the fact to somebody else, like cold call in a way, yeah. Then I think that there is a, like a lower dollar value that I should apply to that personally. That's my mm. own feelings about it. Not that saying that sense. I'm like devaluing my work or anything, but because no. I'm not like. See that. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's it's like uh, you, you do it because so since no one asked for this or it's not like a desire, like, all right, this is real. I made it. I know someone's going to buy it. It's more like, OK, I'm not looking to make hundreds of dollars. Of it. I want to make some money. But in the same token, I'm going to price it where it's sensible that anybody would want to buy it regardless of their taste. Versus like, oh, this is this right. is primo shit. Only my biggest fans are willing to pay top dollar for this, regardless of whether I made it for them and their desires. Because this is the bro builder builds. You know, you're not trying to like boost your ego off. You're just like, hey, I want, I want to sell someone. If they enjoy it, fuck it. If they don't, throw in a trash roll again. It's their money they just bought. You know, I get it. It makes sense. I put my shit at a hundred dollars, easy Mercari. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy my shit. Thank no you. Nubs. No Nothing nubs. Build special. <laughs> I put it up. See if it would sell. I don't know. One dude actually commented on Instagram. He was like, "I saw this on my Mercari for sale." I was like, "Yeah, you want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> you should totally buy it." Um, I just yeah, I need room, man. Oh, it makes sense. You got a yeah, lot. Like, no, I'm with you. You've got shit stapled to your wall. You don't even yeah. have shelf space anymore now you have to worry about wall space yeah i, I can't do it <laughs> i can't I'm just gonna put it all in a big box put it in the water somewhere bye i mean there is a market for reselling pre-built I told you that story the other day don't <laughs> don't don't throw that shit in the river in winter okay don't do it <laughs> you'll regret it yeah don't pull an andy man don't just sell to some little girl down the street Oh my god! You, you like plastic like little girl? It's <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Fucking Whoa. Chris Hansen pops Cut up. Hey, have off. a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> ah, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, in the message to uh, little kitty four twenty, you said, "Would you like to buy my gumpla?" You want to explain <laughs> me what gumpla is? <laughs> I bring out a robot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, "No, right. this has got to be a joke." You were you were using some other code word right no no, no sir a classic toy sorry would you like to build one mr chris hansen <laughs> <laughs> i brought an extra <laughs> no i, I mean i've because I've, I've, most of my i don't really have a lot of i'm not clamoring for space right now i have a lot more than what i i need but now i'm at the point where i'm picky about my builds i'm not like i don't want to just build it and then put something on the shelf to feel some kind of little dopamine hit now i'm like no no all my builds have to have value. They must be mm-hmm. pushing me to make something cool. And then at that point, I'm not building shit. So that's why I have all this extra room. Like, <laughs> the bar's too high and I'm just too, too lazy. Too lazy. For me, I got shit like, I've got like the flea and I've got the Briegel, you know? The Briegel takes up an entire cubicle. The shelf destroyer. The Detolf. So does the flea and the flea doesn't even get to sit in proper. I have to like squeeze it in like, like <laughs> yeah. a fucking creep. All my shit is huge. I've belly. only... It's what big. do I do? Like I, I, I need a fucking museum or some dumb yeah. thing or something. You need to build to your die storage space. I don't, I don't that's, know. Your, that's your limit. I have a nineteen by nineteen. My build can't be bigger than this because like, <sighs> do the GBWC rules. Like if I have to ship it in a crate, even that no, the flea fit GBWC. It was just within the limitations of GBWC. <laughs> I was fine by two millimeters. Okay, it's. <laughs> I that much, or, yeah, or like a centimeter, 19, roughly, or whatever. Like that. Yeah, it's 50, 55 millimeters by fifty-five millimeters, or something like that. Like nineteen by nineteen by nineteen, something like that. Something like that. I fit. Pushing it. I fit. Yeah. Just it, it was. <laughs> it was within. 
Uh, <laughs> bumper to bumper. That wasn't even the topic of discussion when it comes to uh, conflict with the fleet. <laughs> oh, no. The Dakota Kai didn't earn his name for nothing. Oh, baby. <laughs> Don't get me started about breaking the rules. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't break any rules, is the thing. Yeah. I just the thing exercised like- right within the rules. People get Even so bent up about that shit. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you're going to fucking nickel people and dime were, my ass to try to win. like People were fucking mad that I made something. People were fucking mad that I made something that was incredibly cool and original mm-hmm. outside of the goddamn box that no one has ever seen before or since. That yeah. is why people were mad. They were like, what the fuck? Who? <laughs> you? What? <laughs> damn, I am. I am so mad. That's the I hood of that Kotobukiya kit. Uh, that's a part. I seen that part from this other kid over here. He just <laughs> used this other thing. I love people when they were like, didn't understand the scale because that that happens when you do a really mm-hmm. good job when you build your models and you take a photograph of it. People can't understand the scale of it. Like, you know, they might yeah. think that like a like an airplane is really big when actually it's a very small airplane because of the you know you'll lose the scale when you take a good yeah. photograph. You know, and that was the same way with the fleet. People thought that was like a polypod ball size thing and that polypod ball is like is 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 like maybe eight inches wide the flea Mm. is 14 inches long you know like all curled up in a teeny ball it's huge Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's crazy people gotta be nitpicky about that shit because i don't know if it they think it's a way to get a one-up on you like all right if we get them dq'd i'll have a chance again Uh, they just don't get it and nah, people, they, you know, they care about the game and move on. Pure, yeah, the pure petty. essence of Gumpla. They care about it so much that when you deviate, <laughs> it upsets them. You know, it's, this is the trend on Twitter. Twitter, <laughs> Japanese Twitter is now going after people that are doing illegal Bandai kits, oh. basically resin kits. And I'm like, you have to buy a Bandai kit though to fucking yeah. build the rest of the resin kits. So what's illegal about Bandai's Jerf. getting money? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. They're, they're on Even this crusade. My- Someone to be mad my about. extreme bootleg. Yeah, you still need to buy a, a Barbatos. You still gotta buy twenty bucks for a Barbatos, a hundred hundred scale Barbatos. You may only need seven parts from it. <laughs> it's still big, big band out of money. It's still there. <laughs> They're still getting their twenty bucks. Well, I, I, like, I hate that people have to be so like. Eh, about it it's like dude just let them fucking have fun if you're not having fun that's on you don't fucking put that crutz on other people like shit oh, oh. <laughs> oh preaching to the choir yeah it's like come on but yeah the people want to oh, oh my god you used a bad part i don't know you know overseas they don't fucking hold this over people's heads i don't know what it is about the u.s and the gbwc like how they got to really be like nuts on about well they only say you can't use third party and he he used some you detail know, parts and stuff like i'm like dude they're fucking detail parts get over your fucking self yeah. right and that's actually a great like like start into a commentary upon like the judging for the ipms and and for the different competitions across the mm. board how ipms does uh one two three for the various categories but like other competitions do i don't i don't know if it's the amps judging or what it's called exactly but they judge every model on its merit for what it's mm-hmm. going for and then they get depending on what it is there the model could get a gold a silver or a bronze and there could be like for like let's say um a series of tank models like say armor models in 35th scale whatever there may be 15 models and there may be uh 10 prizes awarded and there may be like 
three golds and um like four silvers and uh no. you know three bronze or whatever like that i think next year me and you should judge because the mecca yeah because there's those those guys they tried their best but they were like what the fuck is this what well they the don't exactly they don't know what yeah. they're looking at yeah and they don't understand what they're judging per se yeah. and it's not their fault not the least because bit. they just don't have the frame of reference they yeah. did their best i know that in the years past we've had a, a local very knowledgeable individual that has helped out with the judging for the last couple of years that the competition was held and it's been very grateful very grateful for that individual who shall remain unnamed because we ain't gonna call anybody out uh but you know who you are if you're listening and uh yeah so this year was a little bit different and yeah there was some mixed judgment for things that went around and the judging that happened was understandable and it fit the criteria and that is kind of typical for ipms yeah, yeah. you really can't get upset about it if they just fit the you know the, the core blocks either mm-hmm. way yep yeah, it was fun competing again yeah it was fun to put my model on the table i love doing that i love yeah. to put my models on the table and i love to see other people's models i oh, love yeah. that is that is it for me, that's the best yeah. part about showing up to these events. You see other people's <sighs> shit, and you're just like, yes. "Oh my god!" Like, cause it's one thing to like Google or goggle over things you see on the internet, and, like social media and stuff like that. But seeing it in person, it's, just, it's like, I don't know, it's a little kid in me. It's like, yeah, "Oh my yeah. god, I wonder how he did that." Oh, it's so cool! Like, and I love when people like put little Easter eggs in their building. Just oh, like, yeah. oh my god, yes, look at all these details! Like, oh, it's so good. Kyle, you would have yeah. loved this U boat. Oh, the one where they had the it cut, and you can see inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw yeah. pictures of that, and I'm like. We need more pictures. Why the fuck did people only take like onesies and twosies? I want detailed fucking oh, photos. I know. I should have took more photos. We didn't. I mean, uh, Julio and I sat there and eyeballed yeah. that shit for you a guys while. Slacking. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, we're having fun. Living in the I moment. can't live vicariously through you if you're not giving me photos. <laughs> I wish know. that right. I would have like <clears throat> talked to more of the modelers. Mm. Oh, that's always the best part or, too. Getting to know other. I people. spent more time in the house. I talked. I did talk to different modelers. Like I spent time catching up with um, some of my friends that I knew that had visited that came down to visit the show and, and participate in mm. the show. Um, and I did meet a few individuals that I will remember probably forever, um, and spoke to them um, like in depth. Uh, but like uh, in regards to speaking about individual or modelers about their specific model to talk about mm. theory or practice or any of the cool things that really go into it that i feel like i failed this year at the show i really wanted to do more of that even though i was more present even though i did uh do more experience uh running around with the different models and and you know talking to people within the uh the vendor room that isn't where always like for me i was the richest Ooh, ryan was the guy from last year there the one who uh, ended up winning that was like super down earth. You guys saw oh, when you Nigel? went out to eat. Yeah. Oh, Nigel, yeah. This year too. Yep. Nigel showed great. up for two. And Floyd, Floyd Benson was there. Or if not, Floyd, I would call him Benson. Floyd, uh, fuck, what is Floyd's last name? Floyd's going to kick my ass. Anyway, so hard right Floyd, <laughs> Floyd was there. Oh, hang on a second. I've got to yeah, go to my that guy. My yeah, app. I know him. Shut your no mouth. Wheel. Hang on a <laughs> second. No, because Floyd works with, um, out in uh, the IPMS out in um, Floyd Basin. There it is. Basin. Damn close. You were, you were Basin. Yeah, you were enough by much. Yeah, it wasn't Not that to be confused off. with his brother, Jeff Basin. Cousin <laughs> no, to Jeff no, Bezos. But been, he runs he runs a show out in Long Island and it's it's a great show. Um and he's he's super cool uh in, in regards to the whole 
uh, model everything. Like he's stoked on the mecha stuff. He's been trying to like bridge the gap between traditional modelers and then the mecha modelers and stuff like that. So that's cool. Like we're I, I love that. Yeah, we're on the same like wavelength mm. in regards to that aspect because like I'm right. an old school, new school, old school. <laughs> you're you're a fine scale model uh, connoisseur. Did you see anyway. their their end of year issue? Oh, fine scale modeler. Yeah. So it's hold on. Let me grab it. Uh, no, I do. I have a bunch of them. I've actually like converted a little bit more so over to the ones that are provided for uh, the UK and Europe. I've been getting like international uh, scale modeler and uh, the great scale modeling of 2022. Ooh. It's over 55 stellar models inside. And it's got, you know, war car. Um, is that a wing of wings on the front there? That's what that looks like. Yeah, it's an old uh, 1920s aircraft from World War One. Yeah, wing of wings them. probably. Should look it up. Sure. I don't know planes well. <laughs> Go in the Air Force. I don't know shit about planes. The truck Such driver. Fault. Yeah. Exactly. You drive trucks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they get, they got uh, a Gundam on the cover. It's a Zaku. Looks like a probably a perfect grade. It's always a perfect grade. You'd be surprised. It might not be. I, um, I, I know I that uh, Nico Serratos has been doing a bunch of shit for them. That's amazing for her. Like she's really like selling it. She's super young, teenager, yeah. you know, and all that, and doing nice. like really great like Gundam builds. And so as um her dad Dan, um, Mark Don, Don um, yeah, Don Serratos, yeah, 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 Don's good. good. good yeah, I've liked his little video clips. They're really yeah, cool. He's all right. He's doing okay. He's 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 working on trying to bridge that gap between like the mini painter and mm-hmm. like the larger scale modeler stuff, which is cool. He did he Not did okay with uh with a calamity kit. I'm a snob when it comes to Luca's work because <laughs> like that's just the way I am, and uh, I have fucking standards. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, but he did a great job, and then like bringing that to like the community as a greater whole is absolutely amazing can't do anything but get that guy high five so the gundam is actually from uh las vegas it's a 144 scale real grade Soccer see two. look at that and you thought it was a perfect grade and it yeah was you a got teeny it. tiny you, little you fucking thing it. it was painted in uh vallejo acrylics and mr mm. color actors interesting that's not my fault keevan hagel is that um what's his name the name sounds familiar I don't know what to tell you, Kyle. I'm going to hit the interwebs. I think I know who this person is. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> searching. The searching. Enhance. <laughs> yes. Enhance. Here's a little sidebar. So, where do you, so obviously everyone knows that's from Super Troopers. You know, Homeboy Syndicate. He's an enhance. Enhance. Did you know they're making fun of Blade Runner? In that yes, situation, Kyle. Yeah. You said Super Troopers. I was gonna be like, Kyle, no, no, no. So yeah, it's from Blade I, Runner. I know it's from Blade <sighs> Runner. So this oh. has been a, like an ever evolving conversation in my in my work. For some reason, everybody wants to use the joke, and it, mm-hmm. it happened like three times in one day. So we're on the computer, and uh, one of our, our BIM drafters was like, "Oh, enhance, enhance, making the joke," and they're like, "Ha, ah, do you know what movie that's from?" And I'm like, "Blade Runner." And it looked at me like, "What are you talking about?" Okay. And I was like, all right, I get it. You mean Super Troopers, but it's originally from Blade Runner. And they're like, what? And I had to hit him with a fucking movie nerd shit. And I was totally like, <laughs> fuck you, uncultured bitches. And so I show him the scene 
Foam Supertrooper is like, all right, get that down. The clickety clackety. I'm like, they literally made fun of the entire scene one for one. And I showed him the Blade Runner and the clicking of the machine as it zooms in. That's what he's typing. He's like, he's not just joke typing. He's literally making fun of the sound effects. And they're like, you're a fucking nerd. Get out of my face. And then one of the superintendents, not more than two hours, makes the same joke and types on the keyboard. And then Ryan, who was with me the first time, looks at me. I'm like, don't make me that guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you put my nerd hat on. You're like from Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, fuck. But I was That's like, how worst. do you guys not fucking know that? Dude, this is why I hate people. <laughs> I have yeah. other reasons. Reason 156,000. I mean, yeah, no, I, I hate, I know. Oh, uh, still, seriously. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that. We've pretty much exhausted our <laughs> talk about models and, and the IPMS and then recatching on what's going on right now. Um, there's a lot going on in the hobby and it's always there's always a new and cool shit for everyone to kind of like check out and see what's going on. So definitely go ahead and, and look into your local IPMS and your AMPS chapters if you're available in the area. Uh, and if they're not, like think about maybe making a, making a group from uh, like the local modelers around that you might be able to uh, hang out with to, to grow your own hobby yourself and, and have a wider, more diverse and rich experience in this model making hobby that we all love so very much. Uh, I wanted to close this episode out by saying thank you to USA Gundam Store uh, for sponsoring us and giving us these beautiful mics to make us sound so very rich and lovely for your ear holes. What was, what was the word you said earlier, Ryan? Like I sexy no and, and something about my, when I asked about the quality of my audio. I don't know. I say a lot of things. <sighs> it was so good. I should have remembered that. Anyway. <laughs> My voice sounds sexy and then fill in the rest of this word of words meshed together that we came up with earlier that we completely forgot about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Th- yes. And thank yeah, and thank you, Kyle, and thank you, Julio, for joining me this evening. No problem. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. No, man, it's and it's you know, and it's our pleasure to be here for you guys out there in the modeling uh world. So uh check out uh skill model podcasts uh dot com, I think that's what it is or something along those lines <laughs> you'll be able to find a whole bunch of other cool model podcasts out there and uh we want to uh we want to thank chris pabs for editing this menagerie together into something formidable um <laughs> we're, we're doing our best and we love you pabs and congratulations yes yeah congrats uh if you happen to be on the socials you can uh, feel free to uh message Chris underscore Pabs on uh, Instagram, and that's spelled with an S, right? Not a Z. B A B S. Either way, that's semantics. Uh, and and wish him, uh, you know, him and his wife, um, you know, thumbs up on the great success of birthing a child into the world. And wish him luck too, because he's going to need it. <laughs> I don't think it's an S, but that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have to go on Instagram and figure that. I don't want to give people bad yeah, information. <laughs> Uh, if you have any questions or, or commentary in regards to this episode, please hit us up at uh, what is it? Build Sideways Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes. And uh, or any of us in our socials, or you can just on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Uh, thank you all. And it's been our pleasure. Good night.